Anne, Anne, isn't this great? Oh, hey, Royalette, what's up? Have you seen the screenshot? Oh, yeah, okay. It, it's a picture of you with a team queuing up. You have on that wonderful Destroyer Brightwing skin, the uh, tyrannical one. Yeah, isn't it so amazing? And look, there's a Deathwing looking like your twin. Oh, read the caption. Read the caption. Don't talk to me or my son ever again. <laughs> Isn't that great? It is. It's nice to have your son in the game. Yeah, Reddit didn't get it. They think I'm the son. <sighs> Typical Reddit morons. Yeah, I got downvoted a lot over saying that they are wrong. Um, and this all over the shiny new dragon that I hatched. Yeah, but he, he does have a 70% win rate. Okay, no, you don't understand. That's my win rate. Right, you just you can't just take your son's win rate. Yes, I can. That's not how win rates work. I hatched him. I get credit for everything he does. I don't think that... Therian, I brought you into this world. I can stab you out of it. Welcome to Q for Fun. Deathwing is here, and someone is happy. We have a lot of changes in the game, and no one is happy. Royalite is pretty tyrannical in her purple Deathwing skin, and Anne just wishes that these tourists would leave, so let's queue up. So, uh, the, the vocal uh, part of the heroes community that has been screaming since 2.0 for Deathwing to be in the game are happy deathwing is in he's deathwing and we're going to talk about him but we're also in a brand new season and we're kind of in this weird period where we have a new hero and an event coming but i think that on this podcast we want the event and we don't really care about the new hero is that an accurate statement uh not really i mean uh, I don't think I have played a game with Deathwing once, but I think it's been fun playing against him, honestly. And I know that a lot of people would feel differently about that, but I think he shakes things up. But I think and... that in the sense of what we're excited for, we were more excited for the Brightwing skins than we were for Deathwing. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm... And I think, and I, and I think we're more excited for the toy event, the Revenge of Tickle Me Mephisto. Than we are for Deathwing. Yeah, I'm. I'm still happy to have sort of a fresh meta, where Kira is, you know, no longer the go-to hero that you, you know, everyone used to be saying was so OP, and now you know Deathwing. I don't even think can be chained by her. Yeah. So like she's kind of, you know, fallen by the wayside now. Although I haven't been playing that much ranked so i played one game we talked about it in the pre-show i'm not talking about it again <laughs> okay well but let's talk about oh go ahead yeah I, I just wanted to say that um i haven't played enough to see how you know ranked games against him really pan out however i don't think that's going to be the case that you get a chance because he's pretty much banned all the time in any type of drafting process, whether unranked or ranked. I've been seeing him sneak through in a couple of streamer games. Uh, Fan has been playing quite a bit of Deathwing, 
and uh, I don't think that, and and we can talk about this more once the metal set, once the meta settles. I think that there's some problems and some potential, but I don't think we're anywhere near ready to talk about where Deathwing sits in the meta. And I think that it's probably right to ban him in games where you're playing uh, a drafted because you're going to run into one of two options. Either someone on your team wants to play him and doesn't know what they're doing, or someone on the other team wants to play the, play him and they're Deathwing gods. <laughs> I think that's so just how, either it, way you how it feels. But... Uh, no, it's, <laughs> and, and that's true. That is how it feels. Uh, I, I had just checked the numbers earlier mm-hmm. today, and now I don't have them in front of me, but I think he has an 80% popularity rating. Mm-hmm. which is that he's either banned or picked and no correction. I think it was 93% popularity rating and then an 80% ban rating. Yeah. So it's, it's ridiculously high. And then his win rate is somewhere around 70%. And, and I think so, that's, yeah, Go ahead. I was going to say, I think that's really skewed because in QM, if you don't have, any type of health percentage damage or armor ignore or armor reducing, if you don't have any of those tools in your toolbox, it can be really difficult to um, deal with Deathwing. Yeah, and I think we should talk about this more uh, when we get to January after the metas had a chance to settle. But I think that right now it's kind of a wild west with Deathwing and we don't really know what we're going to get. So let's talk about the end of Storm League Season 1, which had just ended. Yeah, so technically isn't that Storm League 2019 Season 4? <laughs> As we reverse our lines. Um, yeah, it should be a lot of things, but it turns out that... Um, we have no idea what's going on with the naming of those. I'm I'm actually in it, so let me take a look right now because they've changed this a couple times. So right now, this season is just called this season, and last season was called 2019 Season 3. So, yeah, I guess it's 2019 Season 4. Um, but they called last season a preseason, right? The season before last is a preseason because last season oh, okay. was Season 3. Um, so this yeah. is Season 4. Anywho... Okay. Um, well, I wanted to say, I, I think that they should start the numbering after preseason, but I guess they want to have four seasons a year. So I think they should just do it like League of Legends and have the seasons just numbered and, and leave the year out of it. Mm. But that's just me. Um, I think that, I think that um, when we look at Storm League last year, I think that it was interesting. I think that it was fun until you know i wasn't playing enough and then i had to slam 20 wins at the end in the last three weeks yeah uh what was your experience of storm league uh i mean i definitely played it even though i didn't feel like doing it uh in the past sometimes i would just do like the uh what are they called again? Pre-match games? The placement games. Yeah, I would do the placement games and maybe a few games after that and then just stop and then go to team league and get my 10 games to get the mount and just play around in QM and have fun there. 
And then this season, because of the 50 win requirement, I definitely was motivated to play it a lot more. And a lot of confusion over whether this end of the season we're going to get a mount. I mean, I don't believe so, but I had um, someone tell me on Twitter December 16th. So I don't, I don't know if it's delayed or what's going on with that. Yeah, it was kind of disappointing to start to open up on Tuesday uh, last week and get a portrait and nothing right. else. Well, I was not happy. Don't you get gold? Yeah, but the gold was was what you knew what you were getting. Yeah, but you didn't. And then do... the portrait was just a recolor of yeah. last year's portrait or something. Well, the the the, uh, the the Hero League, Team League, Storm League portraits have never been worth. They've never. Who uses them? Oh, some people do I've to show off seen... if they've had like a really high rate rank. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. If you've ever been in Masters and you've somehow fallen down to Platinum, I guess you yeah. need your Masters portrait. <laughs> I was right? in Masters one time. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful. I played games with people you know. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. And how long's it been? <laughs> right. Or um, you know they got carried when you could queue up as five. Yeah, and it's just, it, I, I I really think that if Storm League is going to continue, I don't really like the 50 wins. I think it's too much. But at the same time, I don't think it should be less because it should be for people who really put in the time and make it their main mode. And I think the one thing that I learned at the end of Storm League, and we talked about this in pre-show, but we'll talk about it again right now, is that I really do need to just make it my main mode and just get in there and play. Yeah. And funny because when I was talking to you about, hey, after the show, how about we do Storm League? You're like, no. <laughs> okay. In fairness, I just I've just been through five straight ten plus hour days. I'm not in the mood to play seriously. See, I Let's... and I think that's it, it's like a uh yeah, how to how to describe it. So when you play AI or you mm-hmm. play QM, you play it differently because the whole stress has been removed about drafting and concerned about rank and like all this other yeah. stuff, right? Well, let's 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 go back here. When I okay. play AI, when I play AI, the only thing I do is I select whatever uh, hero I can that fits the quest that I've got that can push hard and win the game fast. Because the only reason why I go into AI is because I have no time, I have a full quest log, and I don't want to miss out on any gold. Which is just silly, because you have so much gold anyway. Yeah, so that's when I play AI. When I play QM, I'm either playing with friends, uh, specifically you, and we're going in and we're trying fun, wacky, interesting things. And so, and also QM is where I can I can safely play Murky because if I draft Murky, people go nuts. Even when it's the right pick. Okay. Even well, I right just pick, I just want to say mm-hmm. that um, you need to kind of remove that stigma from ranked and just play it and not care. Just, but, but you know what I mean? Because like the mm-hmm. the whole way to climb is to just play. And once I, you remove that stress, 
like take that away, I, I think you'll start not having to play and try and get 20 wins in three weeks. Yeah, I agree. And you're probably right. But at the same time, I don't feel like playing serious tonight still. And I'm not I ready know. to make well, that And see, shift. I have a Smurf waiting in the wings that I want to play to kill the bronze because they're so much fun to kill. And so. it is fun to kill. And it I is. would love, I would, I am hoping that, that we can do that with Tick because it was really fun to get the last uh, win with you guys. And I would like to, I would like to get out of bronze and into silver and then out of silver and into gold where I feel like I can play a wider swath of heroes because right now, I feel like that a lot of the heroes that I'm good at, I can't play because it's just not welcome in bronze, but we'll talk about that some other day. We need to move on to uh, mm-hmm. someone's favorite segment. Yes. Ooh. We talk about, hold on a second. Let me say the oh, word. Okay. I'll do, I'll even do the, you know, I'll, 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 I'll destroy my voice and, 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 and do the James Earl Jones. Oh. This is Brightwing News Network. <laughs> that was pretty good. Do, 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 do. Oh wait. Oh wow, I lost it today. How does the ditty go? I don't know. Is I'm gonna have to I go was... back. I'm having a total brain fart. Yeah, there you go. Um, so here's the storm Reddit AMA. Mm-hmm. Ask me anything. Really fun. I hope you guys go to Reddit and look it up and read it yourself because there's just so much we can't cover it all. But um, a big shout out to uh, The Brew, who is a Blizzard art director who lovingly said that I'm the real Deathwing. You are. So many hearts, much love. Okay. Um, so just some of the highlights, cause you know, we're not going to be able to go over it all. Uh, of course, as in every AMA, someone has to ask about the API, which we all kind of know the answer, which even when the cadence was super crazy and they were bringing out all these heroes and all these changes and everything, the API just is not a priority, but was kind of different this time is they mentioned bringing out kind of a limited API with not all of the stats, but at least some of them. So I think that would be helpful. But um, obviously it's a wish list item still. I'm in the minority on the API. Oh, why is that? Well, here's the thing. I I would generally agree that having all the information is good. But my issue with that is if people have all the information that instead of playing what's fun or what they're good at they're going to start chasing the meta and so i don't necessarily think and they're going to do that anyways i mean let's be clear but remember for a very long time kerrigan was the top win rate hero Mm -hmm. like people who were kerrigan players could just go on to go go anywhere and if you could nail that combo successfully and repeatedly Kerrigan was great. When people got wind of that, people started playing more Kerrigan and they couldn't nail the combo and you get Kerrigan in your games who was dying 10 times. Um, and See, so, I got the impression that it wasn't really so much about the heroes, but mm-hmm. about the players. So like a player gets their win rate in an API. 
Okay. And so then I feel like the player could match their win rate and see how accurate it is with some of these more, uh, you know, heroes profile, hero share, th those sure. type of sites. Um, that's what I got the impression of. I Maybe they will do just a general one of the heroes win rates, but, mm -hmm. you know, uh, I don't know. It, but it sounds like it might be a more of a soon feature than a soon TM feature, but, you know, all speculation. So the next yeah. point, if you remember the fiasco that was performance-based MMR. Yep. And let's reset the season twice. <laughs> that was really bad. Yes. Um, which I have to say that I really appreciate that the Heroes of the Storm team is not afraid to take chances, make mistakes, and get messy. I know a lot of people don't appreciate that, but I always feel that the Blizzard company and their employees have a really healthy uh, desire to experiment. No, and, and I, so, would, I would generally agree with that. And I think that the um, performance-based MMR was a really great idea. Really ambitious. Mm-hmm. So the big announcement here was surprise it's still running and gathering data and so they're exploring how to utilize it in other ways certainly not in the way it was originally implemented due to the fiasco it caused but um it's there and it's still tracking you yeah my favorite moment of that was when it dropped uh steph from grandmasters to platinum mm -hmm. <laughs> it was just kind of crazy yeah it was not definitely that... yeah not that she couldn't have climbed back up but still that's a crazy drop mm -hmm. so the another thing that they brought up was the one of the most requested features in game and a feature that exists in, yeah a feature that exists in other mobas mm-hmm so, like, if you go watch the International, and I believe that you can actually watch the International from inside the Dota 2 client. Oh, wow. And so there's lots of things that you can do with uh, Spectate in both Dota and League of Legends. And I think that um, this has been talked about a lot on other podcasts, but the limitation to Spectate mode is really the fact that this is the StarCraft 2 engine. Well, there is... You know, there's spectators, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. There, there is spectators and referee slots. So it's, it's just a matter, I think, of um, when you're in a game taking one of those positions. It's mm -hmm. it's not like it's a... I mean, it would be a, a lot of programming and to, to get even someone on your friends list to be able to join your game. But in terms of oh, the client only allows so many people to connect into a game. There oh, are... no, I'm not talking I'm not talking about allows so many people to connect into a game. It's not built for mass watching. Oh, and... yeah. Oh, of course. No, I think the... And it took, wow, forever, the... it took forever for them to get Hearthstone, which is a much simpler uh, UI, into mm -hmm. being able to have observers at all. And so we can expect it's going to take a while 
still for that but i i'm i'm encouraged the devs really want spectate mode yeah they said they talk about spectate mode every day mm -hmm. so it's something that they really want to do uh another thing that was really kind of fun is that a uh redditor asked what's the craziest thing that was ever developed but never implemented and i have to say this was a really great creative question and uh one of the things that was the response from the devs was hero swap so mid game end game you could change heroes so you could start with like zagara for an early game push and then switch to vala mid game for the power spike and then switch to tank, something tanky at the end for the core push. Mm -hmm. That would just be like crazy. It would be a completely different game. Yes. And I don't know if I want to play that game. But at <laughs> least, it, it's one of the things I don't like about Overwatch. I mean, oh, that I you like, can swap when you die. That you, you not only can you swap and you die, but I believe you can swap at any time. Overwatch fans, go ahead and correct me. I don't really care. Um, I think you have to go back to the uh, the area to be able to switch. But you're right, and I'm probably yeah. just thinking about on death because that's when you are in that area. Yeah. You probably can switch whenever you you could probably walk back into it. Yeah, I just I just mm, I don't care. I don't care for swaps. I think that I think that it, it minimizes draft. And oh, it would totally, time, like, there would be no point to the draft. You would not have drafting. I think it would be cool is if you could swap, but once you've drafted or swapped a hero, that hero is no longer available. Yeah, so, I mean, there would definitely have to be some limitations to it. I, I would be interested in that as a mode for a brawl. For, like, you know, pick up. Oh, yeah! Pick Pick a map a that everyone idea. that everyone struggles on. Something like mm -hmm. um, Warhead Junction, mm -hmm. a map that's too big, two bosses, three lanes that are really far apart, so you can't really easily rotate without globals. Think about what happens on that map if every four levels or so you have the option to swap, mm -hmm. and then swapping or not swapping becomes a whole thing. You could build an entire game mode around that really utilizing warhead junction which i think which i think is is an interesting map but not a very good map for competitive because the meta on that map is weird can i say though mm -hmm. i would see a lot of people complaining absolutely such as switch to blah 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 you idiot you know yep. but that's what they do with talents right now anyways and then how many people would be rotating to bring in the op heroes like deathwing like yep. you uh want deathwing banned well you can't so in competitive you have to have deathwing and you have to deal with them mm -hmm. i mean both i guess both sides could pick deathwing well what i'm saying is once once a hero has been drafted or banned that's it that's all they get that's all they get and then once mm -hmm. you swap that out that hero goes in the trash can't be, but then they would by anyone else they would never swap it out mm-hmm and that's why if that's why if they draft all auto attackers and they didn't brand any blinds, you just pick the blinds. And once you've got the blinds, they pick something that counters the blinds and so on and so forth. Yeah. So it could be interesting. There's always going to be complaining. There's no way to make it perfect. 
but I think that I think the fact they were thinking about this and thinking about ways to do that is really cool. Yes, I do too. And there were some other examples with that. So I encourage you guys to go over to Reddit heroes of the storm and check out the AMA. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of really great fun nuggets in there to uh, enjoy. It was good enough that I read it. Really? Oh. Yeah. Uh, and I, uh, I, I don't like Reddit, but it's beside the point. Am so, I rubbing off on you and no. being a bad influence by saying, no, I still oh, look at Reddit, Reddit this and Reddit that. No. And, and no. you know, I'm not really a huge Redditor, but just because this is where the Heroes of the Storm community is. The Heroes of the Storm Reddit is, is a very good Reddit. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, Reddit as a platform, because of their refusal to moderate and remove certain groups. I and that's a like. whole other and that's topic, a whole yeah, other topic that we're not bringing into a Heroes of the Storm podcast. Yeah. We'll bring that to our, into our other podcast starting sometime next year. <laughs> You're very hopeful about that. And I'm barely keeping up with this one. Uh, Nexus Anomalies. I want to hear your thoughts about this. I do not like Nexus Anomalies, I, at least the first one that we've got. Um, this is a series of things that were announced at BlizzCons. The very first one was the only one that we know of so far, but we know they're going to change with the seasons, and we know they're going to be different each time. Well, but right they, now... They might be permanent. That was not what was said at BlizzCon, so... Yeah, they're, yeah it's, it's something that they're, they want to experiment with, and if it goes over really well... Oh. It might stay. So well, there's this one is not staying. <laughs> yeah, there's been a lot of backlash against it about not liking it, and people are kind of putting up with it. I, I shouldn't say there's a lot of backlash, but I don't think people are really loving this. I think it's a bad, um, it's a bad mechanic that's trying to replace last hitting that you have to get close to these little globes that are dropping and go get them. I think that the sound they make when you get them is somewhat satisfying, like a questing, but I don't think that's enough to make up for the fact that now if you're ranged and you're trying to lane, it's so much harder. Mm-hmm. Like if, if you get bullied if, out of lane, which was kind of the point was to bring back lane bullying. Yeah. And at the same time, I don't really like having to dive in for um, things orbs. That put me, for, for the orbs when they put me in range of towers because it's not actually fun to take the tower shot, but at the same time, you don't really want to miss that XP. Yeah. So I have to say that the first game that I played with them, I totally missed them mm-hmm. until the people I was playing with started talking about them. And I was like, what? And then I was like, oh, <laughs> there they are. I was just so... I they weren't as apparent as I thought they would be. Yeah. Like I, I had seen this, I had seen the screenshots, but yeah, I, I thought that they would be more noticeable, but when you're in the thick of things, it wasn't something I noticed. And some of the, the drawbacks that um, some people were bringing up in regards to this is when you're a stealthy, your main thing is to ambush, right? So you're going to, probably sit your butt in the bush out of the lane but like in range of the lane and you would normally like soak xp as you were waiting for a rotation 
but now you can't do that. Like you have to get out of the bush to get the uh, orbs. And I feel like that was overlooked. Um, And that. It's going to change the way Vikings are played, which is why they buffed the Vikings in the patch before this came out. Yeah. Um, It's just. I wanted to say, I do like the lingering effect. Mm-hmm. Like if you didn't get there in time, the orbs will linger around a little bit and then you can pick them up. Yeah, but that's good. Definitely in ARAM where lane bullying is such an issue, it's so hard to get those orbs. It also makes it really hard now to properly freeze a lane. Mm-hmm. And and just, you know, properly, because, again, this is another issue with where I'm playing. In bronze, when people go lane, what they do is they clear the lane as fast as they can. Instead of freezing the lane and thinking about it and playing strategically with where the minions are in the lane. So you're not overextending. Because what happens if, if you push the lane as fast as you can, you don't have a good siege hero in, in your in your You lane. lose orbs. Well, well, no, I'm talking about beforehand. If they rotate on you. I'm talking about oh. beforehand. So beforehand, you'd get too close to the enemy enemy fort, and then you'd get rotated down on, and they'd gank you easily. So you had, it was training a lot of um, solo laners freeze the lane. Don't unless we're unless unless you've got a clear shot to take down a tower, don't push all the way up to the wall. Mm-hmm. But now, because you're moving in to get the orbs, you're not properly freezing the lane anymore. At least if you were and if you were to begin with and so now the whole thing has gotten kind of out of whack again and laning is really difficult it's a whole new way of learning how to lane and i'm sure there's a way to properly freeze the lanes and not overextend when you're doing the solo lane but i'm really not having fun with this mm. yeah i i don't think that this is going to be a change that stays I know that one of the big reasons they wanted this change was to encourage soaking and have new people realize that the minions are providing something mm-hmm. by seeing this graphical um, orb come to them and then hearing the audio of it being absorbed. But I just was amazed. I mean, people don't pick up the health orbs that are much bigger in the lane. I oh. really don't know or feel if there's been a change in soaking these minion orbs so i don't know i'm i hope that at the end of this i would love for the devs to be open about if this actually did have the effect within uh, especially lower leagues that don't understand fully that uh the benefits of soaking if this did help change their behavior or not uh, yeah. But yeah, I'm not particularly thrilled about it sticking around. No, and I'm ready for it to go already. Um, <laughs> I just there's a, there's so many instances where this is going to make uh, what I have to play where I have to play so difficult. And just you know, one really quick instance is um, Stitches Slam, which if you go if you build into Slam on Stitches, he's got really decent wave clear but now after slamming instead of you know collecting my xp for dropping the slam properly after prepping the front line and then just being able to walk away now i have to walk further into that back line and risk health that is dangerous because 
it's easy to gank anyone 3v1. Yeah, well, and I do have to say that I was disappointed on the range. I thought the range would be further than it is. It should be further. If you're if you're if you're clearing a lane properly, you shouldn't have to walk further to pick up the XP from properly clearing that lane. Yeah. And it's, I, I'm disappointed in that too. Or right. they could just bring back last hit. <laughs> well, I guess that's essentially what this is, right? It kind you of is. Except that it's on last hit. It's a last hit, but it's not. Yeah. Because the skill here is now to walk in and walk out without sticking out long enough to get uh, ganked. So, the big yeah. topic, the big guy himself. So, hold on, hold on. Oh. We're talking about your skins, right? Yeah. We're going to spend 15 more minutes talking about your epic Brightwing skins, right? Oh, we could. That would be great. But no, we, we got to talk about uh, Deathwing. So, we're talking about you. I wish. Oh, we're talking about the fake Deathwing. Yes, there you go. All right, I'm on board. Fake Deathwing. Okay, time. so wow, QM. That that's uh pretty annoying if you get, you know, if you Q into QM, and mm -hmm. you get an enemy Deathwing, and no enemy and no uh, ally Deathwing with you. His win rate is about seventy percent. Which yep. is just, and, and I think it's a couple of things. I mean, yes, players are going to have to learn how to fight against him. And one of the big things is that even though that big fat dragon is right in front of your face and he's the easiest to hit, um, you do need to focus on the back line. And once you get the tank healer that that backline harassment um you know he is more vulnerable mm -hmm. but if you just try to focus everything on him while his team is all there you're not going to have a good time and i think that's why in qm he's having such success because everyone's trying to throw everything at him and it's just not working out as a strategy. And then the other thing is when you're in QM, it's random. Yep. So you don't know whether you're facing Deathwing or not. And when you do, good luck if you don't have a hero that doesn't have percentage health damage or an ignore armor or armor percent, uh, you know, uh, armor reduction. I mean, life is just miserable if you don't have any tools to deal with him. No, and at the same time, Deathwing is just this oppressive force. I mean, the first week it was all Deathwing mirror matches. We just played a quick match, though, where we didn't have Deathwing, but both sides had heroes <laughs> that were picked to counter Deathwing. Yes, and I think that's you're seeing a lot of Leoric, Tychus, uh, I'm trying to think of who, oh, Blaze. Blaze is another one. Yeah. Um, and he's for, because of his damage reduction, uh, which does affect Deathwing. And I do also want to say that in ranked and unranked play, it's really hard to see to statistically what's going on because he is banned so much. He so, is getting some play in upper leagues because they're not afraid of him. I think they're learning how to deal with him better. I would, 
than the lower elites are. I would, go, I would are. go a little bit further and say they knew how to deal with him when he came out. Because I watched one of fan streams the first day, mm-hmm. and fan was and and fan got to draft Death, Deathwing on like his third game of the season, and the other team's like, yeah, whatever, and they had no issue with it. And I didn't get to watch the whole game, but they were losing pretty badly mm-hmm. um, with that with that Deathwing because fan was finding out that Deathwing can't really double soak, even though he's a bruiser. So he's a bruiser who kind of has to be in the four man. Or in just a solo lane without double soaking, he does. Yeah, he's big and slow. Mm -hmm. Everything he does is telegraphed beforehand, so you do just have to move to avoid it. You know his landing, his stun, like all of that is just, um, you know, a sidestep or just getting out of the way. Yep. And, And then yeah, everything has such a big long cooldown. Which means and, you're never going to see him in a bronze game. Right. So I, I remember a fan dying on Deathwing. I was just watching one of his YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. And one of the comments to him was, hey, why didn't you just fly on out? Do that, you know, uh, is that his alt ability scorch or is it cataclysm? Cataclysms he- are... But where he, he flies and burns everything and then lands. Yep, but he, that you can also his Z is also flying up in the air. Right. And, yeah. So one of his uh, one of his viewers were asking, "Why didn't you just use that ability to get away?" And fans' answer was like, "That's a two second cast time. There was no way I was getting away from the Leoric while I stood there and casted that." Yeah. So I, I thought that was a really interesting response is that he has such long cast times. Even going up in the air, I think... See, I haven't played him, well, so here, it's hard to going, like say. This is going through it. Uh, his Q, and this is in Destroyer form, his Q, 1.5 second. His, uh, his uh, W, set, uh, 0.75. His, um, his E, 0.5. Switch over to World Breaker form. Q is the same, doesn't change neither one. Lava Burst, his his W in World Breaker, is a one-second delay. And the um, Earth Shatter isn't delayed at all, but it travels along the ground so you can see it coming to you. Yeah. And and also, even switching before between forms has a cooldown. Mm-hmm. I don't remember all his cooldowns, but I think it's like 20 seconds between forms... 20 or 30 seconds between flying up you can't just you know come down do a little bit and then go back up regen come down do a little bit and cut there's cooldowns between yeah. all that so it's a 45 second cool on his z so and it takes yeah. three seconds to fly into the sky so if he tries to z out of there as a quick escape no he's dead yeah and and then even when he's up there it takes a while for him to regen Two point five th- health per second, and I I think some people were making comments of, oh yeah, if you in the early game, it's so much faster to just die, <laughs> and then come back, mm-hmm. than to go into the sky and regen, um, in some instances. So I thought that was an interesting comment. So yeah, he does have a lot of uh, negatives, and I could see how the master leagues 
and maybe even Diamond are learning how to deal with him. Now, I do think he's extremely suppressive in ARAM. Yes. Um, because of the random nature of the heroes and the, the choke points. I just remember being so frustrated because either I was running into another hero or running into something where I couldn't get out of Deathwing's abilities fast enough. And they, it was just too oppressive. And then with the orb changes, we weren't able to get our orbs. We were just being bullied out of the lane. And so, yeah, I, I feel that he should not. He's one of those heroes I don't think should be an ARAM. No, I would agree. And I would also say that uh, if he is going to be an ARAM, it should be the only Deathwing ARAM we should ever see. 5v5 Deathwing. <laughs> that would be fun. That would be really fun. Yeah, I'm still waiting for the 5v5 Illidan. Oh, and that kind of segues into our next segment. I kind of gave it away. Yep. What's fun, what's not? Let's <laughs> right now we've only got written down what's what's not fun stuff, but we'll we'll find some fun things to talk about. So what's and not I, fun? I already right talked now? about it. Deathwing yeah. and ARAM. <laughs> yeah, I did, I'm gonna pile I on that. <laughs> I'm gonna pile on the Deathwing hate right now because I I have not been enjoying the Deathwing tourism. Um, See, I I actually think that it's a really good thing. I I think that so many people who enjoyed heroes who left because of you know the whole thing with hdc and how terribly that was handled i feel like this has brought back some of the original hero players that are just super rusty for being away for a year and while i get that let me explain my 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 logic behind this because there's a method to my madness here okay tourists are something that you hate if you live in a big city for example, New York. There's a really great video from Improv Everywhere where they set up lanes on the sidewalk for New Yorkers and tourists. Because New Yorkers just kind of speed down the sidewalk as fast, walking as fast as humanly possible, whereas tourists are stopping and looking at everything. I don't live in a big city, but I live in a small city that thinks it's a big city. That would be Ann Arbor, Michigan, where, oh my goodness, we only have tourists once a year for the art fair. But do we hate them so much? And so I don't like this group of people coming in, playing poorly, and a lot of them not sticking around and leaving. That people are coming back to the game, great. But there's more here than just Deathwing. Mm -hmm. And I want, you to, I, I want you to come into the game. I want you to come into this world. I want you to learn and have fun. Because learning and, and, and playing together this is what makes this the best MOBA to play and my favorite game right now to play uh, with other people. And I love that. And these tourists feel to me a lot like the Genji tourists from uh, the 2.0 launch, where, and, and to quote a, a, a tweet from uh, Anime World Order's Daryl Surratt, I got my Genji skin, now I can delete the stupid game off my computer because I'm never going to play it again. Yeah, but I don't think that those types of players are listening to Heroes of the Storm news to know when to come back. I agree. Back. I agree. So, but at the same time, it's just it's my it's my immediate backlash against tourists. Okay? Yeah, I mean, when when I did come back, 
uh, I took a little break there uh, because of my nightmare teeth. And, and when I had come back, you know, Deathwing had come out and I was just floored and how the people I was playing with completely forgot how to play. And I did get a lot of responses of, hey, I'm returning. It's been a while and, and stuff like that when I would say, you know, hey, what's going on? And they'd be like, I'm just returning to the game. Yay. And then there are 12 deaths. It's like, yeah, you're a little rusty, you know? Just um, a bit. So I think that that's going to happen because, um, you know, we want people returning back to the game. We want new players. And I, I think this is very healthy, but it's like growing pains. You know, it's, it's going to be a little rough and it's going to be like, why are you going beyond the minion lane to try and gank someone? Yeah. You know, you don't want to take a one V one fight in the middle of their minion wave. That's just not an advantage. Like you want to try and catch them out, you know, just seeing those kind of things in game. It was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. You're, you're just a little rusty there. So I I'm trying to be patient because the only way this game is going to get uh, continuing to get better is that if we have these new people, these new interests coming in. Yeah, and I'm, 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 I want new people coming into the game. I don't want to sound like the, you know, I don't want to sound like Deckard Kane get off my lawn throwing <laughs> bottles at people. I know you want to sound like that. Um, I just. Ugh. I really want people to come and stay and yeah. not come and not pass through. It's that's, that's my big issues. And I'm afraid that these people are passing through because yeah, I get to play the giant dragon that broke the, that broke the world and caused the cataclysm, the second worst expansion in wow, according to wow players, mm -hmm. wow players, you're wrong, but that's neither, neither here nor there. I think that, the real thing that I really want is I want the, the game to be sustainable. And I don't think bursts like this that make that, that create a lot of feels bad moments because people play poorly, make the people who are keeping this game going happy. And I don't think that if people are winning and losing wildly, that the new people coming in are going to stay either. So I think that I, I want there to be something to, to give you a reason to stick around and you know, whatever mm -hmm. that is, if you're coming I, back and you played Deathwing and you're having a great time, you're going to stay great. I love you. Here's some literature for you. Uh, if you just stopped in and you messed up, you messed up my unranked because you had to do X, Y, and Z. Just, I came in here to practice tanking and you made that impossible. Thank you so much. Yeah. I, I do have to say that given Deathwing's nature mm -hmm. and the chaos of QM, people who were probably looking, taking a second look at the game again and hoping for maybe better matchmaking experience, better hero experience, whatever, that this was probably a really chaotic thing to come back to. I would agree. Hmm. I don't know. I just think that I, I think that the game needs more than just a flashy new hero. I think the game needs something else to to pull people in, really. And I think that we're going to get it. And I think that I think the game has it. It's called play the game. Mm -hmm. 
because I think the game is great. And I think that if people would just play the game and understand that it's a team game and not an individual game, they'd have a whole lot more fun. Yeah. And I, I don't know. That's just me. And so let's talk about what is fun. And the fact is that this game is fun. It is. And we're going to have some fun after this. But before we get to have that fun, you didn't put anything on your menu. So I have to know. Brightwing Eat today? Oh, yeah. So, Tyrannical Deathwing. I'm wearing the Tyrannical Deathwing Brightwing skin. And so I have to eat my son. All right. Because he's wearing the same skin. And it says scrumptious. Mm-hmm. A little on the tyrannical... crispy side, but yeah. Let's talk about the skins for Deathwing and Brightwing really quickly because it's actually, uh, they're actually really gorgeous. And we did talk about them uh, last time as well. But the Tyrannical Deathwing is the purple skin, and it is probably the closest to a Deathwing skin that I'm going to wear on Brightwing. Um, you've already set up, I'm sure, because you've already set up your, uh, your, your loadouts. What... Click on, or what is your Deathwing skin of choice? Not your Brightwing Deathwing skin of choice, your fake Deathwing skin of choice. The Tyrannical, the matching. Ah, see, I'm going and, with the Glorious. And I do have to say, I'm amazed at the shard cost mm-hmm. for his skins. I thought they would be a lot more. No, They're only it, 112 it, shards. And I think this is something we talked about last week. He doesn't have different skins. He just has different tints. So these are yeah, like but, basic skins. But still, it's... Oh, I guess it is more, because I'm looking at Kira, and her skins are 75 shards for the different tint. Yeah, like it's slightly tint. more. It's not a great deal. Yeah. I think the problem is that, and we talked about this before, Deathwing is such a complex, huge hero that they didn't do any new skins for him. I think he's going to be in the Ragnaros category, unfortunately, where while we have all kinds of great ideas for skins, I don't think we're going to see them. So what what was the price of Brightwing? I just bought it because I was like, I have to buy them. The oh, they're six hundred. Yeah, they're they're currently they're currently see? in their two week early price. And they'll the, drop and that down to says... four hundred after that. That says how amazing they are over the 112 shards for death, the fake Deathwing. Just yes. saying. Well, we all know that the Brightwing skins are actually legendary, even though they're listed as epic. Mm-hmm. Uh. So, the Community Spotlight. This was a fun one. This was. Did you check them all out? I, I saw this before you showed it to me. Uh, oh, yeah. Because I was actually on the Heroes Reddit. These are every hero in Magic the Gathering form. Like so, the actual cards. Yep. They went with through. abilities. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> this was, this was uh, uploaded to uh, Imgur, um, and we found it on Reddit, and it was uploaded by World's, uh, World, Word Salad Sandwich. What a name. Hard to say. Perfect. The Heroes Development Team, uh, Blizz Jeff B, has commented on it um, that this is absolutely awesome. Uh, and it is. And this series of things is great. What was your favorite one? That's not you. Oh, Lunara. Lunara. So let's, let me scroll down to Lunara real quick. 
I have to look at these again to remind, to remind myself what my favorite one was. Mm. I like that they not only took the time to do the art and the card and all that other stuff, but to make the abilities. Um, and one of my favorites is Gazlo, and his mm-hmm. turrets have their own card. Yep, and Lunara's Wisp has its own card. Yes, and Lunara's Wisp has their own card. It's It was just very well thought out, and definitely word salad sandwich is a magic um the gathering form player okay magic now card player no no just really quickly i do have one gripe okay the the art used for the murky card is murky in his marine skin mm-hmm. and it's not murky in one of his great skins like the skin with high tops or just murky murky mm-hmm. and i okay I'm not opposed to the marine skin. If you like that, I guess that's okay. But Murky's uh, former master skins, which are the Landwalker Murky skins, are the best skins. And followed mm-hmm. second by the Funny Bunny skins. And then the Sir Merkelot skins. So just to oh. let our listeners know how to find this, if you go to um, Reddit, you know, the Heroes of the Storm subreddit, and then do a search within that subreddit for magic, the gathering form. I'm sure it will be one of the top hits and you can just enjoy these cards in the creativity. They're fantastic. Yes. And it was really, really good work. I like that the hammer card flips. And I do want to do another community spotlight on Carbot. I know we've done him in the past before, Mm -hmm. but did you see... He ended up in the hospital and it was pretty rough. I did not. Was that on his Twitter? I had retweeted it that he was out and feeling much better and thanking everyone for their support. Oh, I did see that. But yeah, so um, much love to Carbot and glad to hear that you're feeling better and we're all, you know, cheering for you and wishing you the best. Absolutely. Carbot, thank you so much for all the work you've done for the computer. Or for for the for the community, and thank you for <laughs> for being like one of the people who's keeping Heroes of the Storm alive. Because the the Deathwing Carbot animation, where Deathwing was basically cast as a dog, <laughs> was awesome. It was everything that I wanted. I don't know if you know that I think you were making fun of the Deathwing fans, but I think you were making fun of the Deathwing fans. <laughs> I, mean, I, think, I think we're on the same way, same way, way, way. And it's not that I'm opposed to dragons, but we we could have had a dragon I like, like Ysera. Yeah, Ysera is a good one. Yeah. All right. So we are coming to the end of the show, I think. And you can find us all over social media. Royalite, where are you at about? At Royalite on Twitter. And what are you doing there? Uh, posting news and jokes and keeping in touch with people, hoping they're doing well, that sort of thing. And you can find Anne at Anne underscore Elise. And I'm doing not a whole lot on Twitter, a little bit here and there. Uh, this is crunch time for me. It's finals. It's also the end of, of, uh, work for the other job that I do. That's just starting to really just be pressing down. But I'm soon to have I'm soon to have some big chunk of time off, 
and that means more time to play Heroes of the Storm and more time to Yay. hang out with all of you. If you want to hang out with us on the show, you can find us at q for fun on Twitter, or you can email us at q for fun at gmail.com. Um, we are always looking for guests. We had a guest lined up for next week, and then his work has kind of changed his schedule. So we Bummer. have to push him to the week after that. So if you are interested in being on the show next week, and you want to just be on standby because we may or may not be able to get our guests, our, our planned, scheduled, awesome guest on uh, next Thursday when we record. But if you are interested and you want to be on the show and you're willing to be on standby because we can get them on, we're going to get our guests that we've got planned on. Uh, please let us know. I'll have this show up hopefully tomorrow morning, and so that'll give you a whole week to let me know if hey, do you want to come on and talk about Toys Two, the Revenge of Tickle Mephisto. Mm-hmm. So, or the exciting toy train yeah but we're looking forward to the toys event I think we're going to have a lot to say about it I think we can do more than one show on it, which is why I'm okay if our guest can't come next week but he can come the week afterwards and uh, we are always looking for more guests if you want to be on the show if you've got questions for the show hit us up on Twitter or email us at q for fun I think that's about it. We're going to play probably a quick match or two. I've got some caffeine in my system at midnight on the East Coast. Woohoo! So, Twilight, lead us out. May the core fall in your favor. <laughs>